What's up, family? What's up, family? This is J.A., and welcome to Creative Conversations with J.A. We're going to continue our conversation, Where's Elijah Mentorship? But before we get into our conversation, follow us on all our social media platforms at Creative Conversations with J.A. Hey, family, we're on Facebook and we're also on Instagram, and we have a YouTube page, so just follow us. Also, we're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're even on Amazon Music, so we're expanding our territory a little bit, and we're also on Spotify, and I'm just excited to have this conversation. I call her the prophetic mother, so I always tell you, we don't know what's going to happen. We could prophesy or we could have a comedy show, but I don't know. The prophetic mother, I call her, she scared me sometimes, but now I'm going to have her for an hour, so I don't know what's going to happen. When I'm in church and she's in church, I try to run because I don't want to get some type of word that I'm going to have to live up to. I'm going to be honest. It's just like your mom in real life. You, You know you ain't doing all you're supposed to do, so you try to run and hide, but you can't run and hide. So we got the prophetic mother, <laughs> Pastor Rosalia Harry is on, and we're just going to do what we do. We're going to have a creative conversation. And so now, without further ado, we're going to have our guest today, the prophetic mother, I call her, <laughs> Pastor Rosalia Harry. Hello. Greetings, <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? It is well with my soul. Amen. So I'm so glad that you took this time to be with us today. Like I said, we don't know what's going to happen. We're just going to let God do what he do. (laughs) As we should. Amen. (laughs) So for everyone who doesn't know you, could you just please introduce yourself? Tell them a little bit about you. Uh, Well, Rosonia Herring, I am originally from West Virginia. I've been in ministry for 24 years now. And um, I'm a nurse by trade, as well as a nursing home administrator. Um, Currently have uh, three churches, two in Pittsburgh, one in South Carolina, and just enjoying the blessings of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I came up with this topic about maybe a year or two ago. Um, It was supposed to be a conference. It might still be a conference, praise God. (laughs) But it was, where's Elijah? And was just talking about mentorship. Or do we still have mentors? Are they around? Do we still need mentorship? And then it morphed into, hey, let's have a month-long discussion with some of my favorite mentors. And let's talk about mentorship. First one, we had my mentor, uh, interim pastor, Donna Brown. I'm gonna yes. say key. <laughs> and then we had a spiritual father on Bishop Lisi Carter. Then last week we had my other mentor, Lisa Thorpe. And now today I call her the prophetic mother because that's what she is to me. I was trying to run for a long time. I was bootlegging saints. <laughs> I was bootlegging. Like, well, that's what we used to call it, bootlegging. So I would give a prophecy. You would see it, prophesying to people on the side. But never having the accountability of the office. And then one day in service, I don't know if you remember this. One day in service, she kind of she almost tackled me <laughs> and said, Come, I believe she said confirmed or affirmed prophet. And I said, What? Wait a minute. <laughs> 
and she's been my prophetic mother ever since. So we're just going to get into the conf- conversation of mentorship. Who was your first mentor? Oh, uh, <laughs> everyone's first mentor should be their natural parents mm-hmm. because that's where we learn culture. That's where we learn who our God is based on who their God is. That's where we learn all of our, our basics of life, of, be, of being people, of, of belonging. So um, from my, my mother, I learned, uh, my mother had a hustle. She learned, <laughs> she, she worked and she worked hard. She took care of us. She, she taught us responsibility. She taught us how to keep home. She, she taught us. And um, I, I've never seen my mother without a job. She has always worked and she instilled those values in us. Uh, I don't know how to not work. And I normally had one or two jobs, sometimes three at the same time, because that's instilled in me. Wow. Mother. (laughs) So she put in you, she put in in you the the wherewithal to to be saved, all that. Yeah, she taught us value. She taught us integrity. She taught us purpose. Uh, And not so much um, as instruction as it was just by watching her live her life. Wow. And that's the best testimony. I lived the life. You don't have to say anything just to how people carry themselves. Now, how important do you think, how important was she as a mentor? Uh, she was she was very integral and crucial to to who I am today. Um, some of our problems when we look at our parents is that we don't always take the lessons that they give us, and sometimes they provide lessons of what not to do. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when you tie all of that together, you discover who you are and who you're supposed to be. Now, who was your first, I want to say, spiritual mentor? My first spiritual mentor was, wow, <laughs> that's that's difficult when I, when I was truly saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of us play church. Right. <laughs> it would have been um, my first lady. Um, mm. she, she taught me grace. She taught me mm. submission. She taught me, um, how to, to catch her wow. in, in the vein. I, I became her assistant. So I knew how to anticipate her needs. I knew how to watch her and see what she needed. She would ask for something and I would already be on it because I watched her and, and I knew her, I knew her heart. Wow. Mm. Wow. It's so important. And it's just so important to have a, a person that you can look up to. So, yeah. And that they might not say a lot, but you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we're talking about mentorship. How important do you feel that mentorship is? How, how important is mentorship? Mentorship is, is vital in becoming, um, and without it, you may either not become or be delayed in becoming because you're trying to to figure it out on your own. And that was part of my story because um, God has blessed me with many gifts and abilities, trying to find a source to feed what was in me uh, would prove to be sometimes difficult. So a lot of it I had to do on my own. Um, mm-hmm. I had to do my own seeking and searching and, and time with God, a lot of intimate time with God because um, there, there wasn't a particular person there to be that for me. Hmm. Wow. Why do you think they're important? Why do you think they are important? Mentors are important. Um, 
the Bible tells us to re- reproduce after our own kind. Mm. And so we can't reproduce what's not in us. Wow. And so you, you don't go to apple trees expecting to find bananas. So you don't go to a pastor expecting a prophet or go to a missionary expecting a teacher. Uh, too many people are looking in the wrong places with expectation and are then impregnated by the wrong things. Mm. Uh, Too many people are also trying to reproduce what's not in them. So we have empty wombs trying to replicate purpose when they don't themselves possess purpose. So um, mentorship is is so critical in in the development uh, of anyone. Mm. If you want to be, then you need someone who is intentional, someone who is directed, someone who is focused, and someone who is committed and invested in you. Wow. Now what you just <laughs> you just you just you just started off <laughs> with the hammer right there. Oh <laughs> people can be impregnated with the wrong thing. Yes, sir. Whew. That's like Selah for me. <laughs> <laughs> we we spend a lot of time telling people what they should be. And mm. we find a lot of people who are walking in areas that was never meant for them, never destined. Just because somebody said that they were a pastor, somebody said they were a preacher, somebody said. And so we we have all of these misaligned people in the kingdom because um, they're going based on what somebody told them, not what was actually in them. So we end up with mutants, essentially. (laughs) And we got a lot of mutants running around. Uh, (laughs) And as a a result, the church is not as powerful as it should be. Because we got mutants. And anemic. Yes. Mom, why you just gonna come on here and do this? <laughs> so when did you discover or find out? I want to say in your prophetic gift, like what age, what moment? <laughs> I, I said I've been in ministry for twenty four years, and I, I didn't come in with that awareness initially. Mm. I'm one of those people, I say I have OCD because when I grab hold of something, I I pursue it relentlessly. Mm. And God knew me. He knew my makeup. And to introduce that to me initially upon my call, there's no, I would have imploded. (laughs) I wasn't mature enough Mm -hmm. uh, in in spiritual things. I wasn't mature enough in ministry and in the kingdom to, to accept that type of announcement. And um, so so God brought me in in stages. I, I started out um, as a as a greeter, as a hostess mm. at our church and then uh, Sunday school, then youth ministry, yes. and then um, a preacher, then an evangelist and then a, and somewhere in there <laughs> somewhere in there, uh, these these giftings started showing up. I started having dreams and um, I had an elder. Uh, she was a pastor. She was an elder, uh, Sharon Hughes, and mm. she's, she's gone on. But she was so, so integral in me developing my, my gifts in dreams and interpretation. And um, then I started seeing things and and knowing things but i after i was first saved i was seeing things not realizing what it was i was experiencing things not knowing and i'm i'm keen from my first lady um journaling so i would write everything down and then i would see things come to pass i would see the fruition of things the fruition of my of the dreams that god was giving me mm. and it was at that point 
I started to understand what prophecy is. Prophecy is not just what thus saith the Lord and standing on a platform and, and delivering all of these great magnanimous words. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many keys and components to prophecy. You have to understand each piece of it and understand that you may not have every component of prophecy to right. be a prophet. Um, you have to you have to know what the Bible says and all you're getting, get an understanding. Get an understanding. Woo. <laughs> so I'm still like, Lord, am I a prophet? But <laughs> like I grew up traditional Baptist, mm -hmm. Nazarene Baptist Church under the, you know, the pastorship of Reverend Ricky Ver Van Burgess. I ain't know what was happening. It was not until I sang in the community choir. They were Pittsburgh Love Outreach mm -hmm. <laughs> under the direction of one of my mentors, uh, Trini Massey, wasn't Reverend. And we would just have these encounters. <laughs> I would say we were practicing. We were like kids <laughs> having these encounters. And mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. It was like a kind of like a download. But at that point, I didn't know, you know, because I was in the traditional Baptist. So we wasn't speaking in no tongues. I get in this rehearsal, tongues is falling. Then I get in Sunday service. One Sunday service, I just start speaking in tongues. And people didn't yeah. they didn't know what was going on. And I think it was not until uh, my spiritual mother, Dr. Lola Thorpe, laid hands on me. Um then I was like, wait a minute, something started, like something started. I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be seeing this. You know, now I was under the leadership, Was I was birthed out of, uh, first received my car out of Potter's house, where mm -hmm. messenger cars were an apostle, you know, bishop. But I really didn't see it. Like, I saw glimpses of it, but I was like, nah. <laughs> like, yeah. and there we had so many leaders that you know they operated in the fivefold. I was like, that's not me, and that's the thing that I would say. Um, I would see how messenger would prophesy. I say, that ain't me. I, I don't got that gift. And then being you know at Northside Institutional, all every year we had we had prophet uh, Taha, and I said, I that definitely ain't. <laughs> And so I would just start comparing myself to like other preachers or other prophets. And that's what, based on that, I was like, that's not me. I can't do that. I can't see that. And so what would you say to the young prophet that's, that's trying to compare themselves to the, I want to say, the prophets they see, you know, nationally or internationally? What would you, how could you encourage them or what would you say to them? Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> just, um... Our problem is we have a tendency to bottle mm. a gift Oof. and say, this is what this is. And Elijah was different than Isaiah, was different than Jeremiah. They all had their different giftings in mm -hmm. the prophetic. And wow. we have to realize we're not going to be the same as someone else. We're not going to some see, some feel, some hear, some taste, some mm -hmm. smell, uh, some know. Right. And you have to recognize your strengths. And it doesn't mean that God can't use you in the various areas. Right. right it just right. means you need to know what your strength is. Because if you bottle it and say, oh, well, I just see, then mm -hmm. you're going to miss when God wants you to hear. Wow. <laughs> God wants you to smell. Mm. Prophets who smell can smell demons. They can smell spirits. They they can smell. They may not see them, but they can smell. Wow. So knowing how God speaks to you, knowing how God uses you is, is crucial in walking out this gift, walking out this thing, and not being intimidated by someone else's gift. I'm not Todd Hall. I'm not Juanita Bynum. Right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not any of these people. Right. I am who I am, and I walk in the gifts that God gave me, which makes me who I am. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank. Yeah. And that is just wow. Woo. This is this this interview is getting crazy. <laughs> because it's, I think sometimes as young preachers and just young believers, 
we 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 think that we have to be like a certain way. <laughs> and, and I don't want to I want to say church, but a church. Um, what do I want to say? The ch- aspects of the church make us feel like we need to be a carbon copy. <laughs> and like you said earlier, somebody who who's who's could impregnate you wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a big oof, Lord. Part of part of that is at the the fault of the mentor because mm. the mentor is trying to make a carbon copy of themselves. Wow. Um, we we have to understand that um we were commanded to reproduce not replicate (laughs) commanded to reproduce not replicate could you expound about that that's right (laughs) because parents you can have a set of twins or triplets you can have children and each child be totally different than a next child it does not mean they're not your children it does not mean you did not produce them. It does not mean they didn't come out of you and have some of your traits. Right. When you replicate, you're creating a clone of yourself. Oof. And the last thing we need in the kingdom is another right. one of another no. clone. We don't need no. a clone. <laughs> no. Too many counterfeits in the kingdom already. So you Lord. keep producing counterfeits eventually you're going to start seeing the error in the original in the ri- <laughs> right how por- important is mentorship to you oh i i love who i am i love what i do um the heart of the mentors should be the greatness of the student mm. and the intrinsic reward of watching someone become you can't put a dollar amount on that you you can't um you can't put it into words some days um the desire of a mentor should be that the the student the the mentee is greater we Mm. want greater for them we want uh we want them to be greater than we are every parent wants their child to do better and to be greater. Yes. And um, we we have what it, when, when we're, we're producing and reproducing, we have to remember that that student already has what God put in them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so when you combine that with what the mentor imparts, you already have greater. Whew. And when you have uh, a student who has more than one mentor, which is fine because it's going to be rare to find one person who has everything in them that you need. Mm. So uh, I mentor nursing students. I mentor uh, pastors. I mentor prophets. I mentor. And so everybody has a different need based on what's in me. Mm. And if it's not in me, um, I shouldn't be reproducing. I shouldn't be trying to reproduce. I shouldn't be trying to to make it up as I go along. Well, let's try this because you're going to mess somebody up trying to trying to be higher or greater or to prove a point. I don't have everything in me. And so when you have someone who is trying to become with different mentors, then they are going to be the sum of the impartation of all of those people. Mm. So they have to be greater. Wow. Because they have they have so much being poured into them. Mm. But at the same token, we have to remember that uh, you can't eat at everybody's table. And (laughs) there may be different parts of you that need to be nurtured, that need to be matured. And we have to be careful because we can have a tendency to get disappointed or overwhelmed because we're trying to mature and perfect everything at the same time. time. And then we'll never be successful because we will just be marginal 
because we're trying to do everything at the same time. You, you can't cook a Thanksgiving meal cooking everything at the same time because everything requires different preparation. Everything requires different temperatures, different <laughs> amount of heat. The, the heat and weight of a prophet may be different than the heat and weight of a missionary. Mm -hmm. uh, everything requires different ingredients. Everything requires different time. You're not going to cook macaroni and cheese the same length of time you're going to cook a turkey. You're going to destroy the macaroni and cheese. So mm. when you're trying to perfect every area of your life at the same time, you're going to destroy some things because you're putting in too many ingredients or not enough ingredients. You're putting too much heat or you're not cooking it long enough because you're not focused and intentional on, on this particular area of your life. Ooh. <laughs> When wow. the young ruler came to, to Christ, like, I want to follow you. He said, sure, go sell everything that you have, then come back. He said, I need you to focus. I need you to get rid of everything that's going to distract you and focus mm. on this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and some people, they might see, I don't want to say the glitz and glamour of it. They see the microphone. They see the there's stage. No there's no glitz. There is, there is not. Hey, everybody, there's no glitz and glamour. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a servant. <laughs> but they see that and they were like, they ready. They want the mic right away. They they want the platform right away. So what would you say to those and then bishops? He said one of the main things in young leaders is they're overzealous is the word he used. Mm -hmm. They want it right now. So what do you tell the person that wants everything right now? What, what type of advice can you give to someone that says, I need, I want mine's now. The, the prodigal son, he wanted his right then and then. Oh, <laughs> and he got it happens. right. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 3 tells us for everything, there's a season. Mm. You have to be able to recognize your seasons. You're not going to get everything right now. You can't handle everything right now. But then they'll say, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you can't handle the cost. You're, you're not ready to pay that cost. You can't get someone fresh out of high school going into a Tesla dealership signing for a brand new car. Mm. They can't handle it yet. They can't handle the responsibility of it yet. Know what you're able to handle right now. Nope. And if you if you dipped your toe into something that you're not, pull it out the water. Go sit <laughs> down somewhere. Get some training, get some, get some education, get some teaching, get some patience, get some obedience. How mm. about how about we start at Jerusalem? Right. How about we, how about we be obedient? Right. How about, we, yeah. how about we be submissive? How about we hear? Because there are times that, that God is going to place you under people who don't have what you have, who don't have the anointing that you have. So God, why am I here? I have this gift. I have this calling, but you place me here and, mm -hmm. and they don't have it. Well, what, what is God trying to, to show you? To Maybe show this you. person has grace. They're trying mm -hmm. to teach you. Wow. Maybe this person has some integrity, which you mm -hmm. lack. Maybe <laughs> this person, maybe God is trying to teach you how to be humble mm. and how to be submissive. Wow. Christ humbled himself to John the Baptist to be baptized. Oof. He didn't come down saying, roar, roar, here I am. I'm Christ. Right. <laughs> no, he humbled himself and he sat under, he, John was his first pastor. He mm. sat under this man who, who knew that he wasn't worthy to even touch his feet. Touch his feet. But he humbled himself. Wow. He humbled himself and washed the feet of the disciples. Setting that example that until we learn how to serve, so, we can't lead. <laughs> wow. Until we learn how to serve, you can't lead. And we have so many people that are gifted and anointed, but don't want to serve. <laughs> can't lift up, can't lift up a trash bag, but want to prophesy. Lord. <laughs> Can I, can I get you to master the toilet bowl brush? Can, can, do you mm. know, can, can you shonda bow tie over this vacuum? Cleaner? <laughs> right. Right. Can you meet the needs of everybody? Everybody. Lord. Not just 
person passing you a microphone. Mm. <laughs> Not see. <Ooh. laughs> Lord, like that's just boggling my mind right now. We have gifted, anointed, spoiled brats. <laughs> terrorists. We have terrorists. Terrorists. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> Demanding their now, demanding Dem their recognition, demanding their acknowledgement. So many times Christ said, okay, I'm going to do this, but don't tell anybody. Mm. Don't tell anybody who I don't, don't tell anybody who did it. He, he walked in anonymity, mm. but we want recognition. What the Bible says you've already gotten your reward. You've already gotten it. Wow. And that is the that, like that's one of the crucial roles of the mentor. I feel, not just to acknowledge your gift, but to to birth in you, or to impart in you some as a lot of aspects of being humble. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes that involves um, being overlooked. Mm. It involves. Um, being rejected. Wow. It involves being hurt and being broken. Mm. It involves apologizing for things you didn't do. Mm. A level of accountability, accountability that that many people don't want to to have. Wow. So maybe that's why God has you where he has you. Maybe that's why God has you in the ministry that he has you in. Maybe that's why God has you under the leader that he has you. What is God? Instead of telling God what you're not getting, ask God what you should be getting. Woo. What you should be getting. Because it's not always the enhancement of your gift or your anointing. <laughs> Character. Character character if yeah. we had more people with character i believe we would see less scandal some oh, people yeah. <laughs> some people got their their necks too soon and got scandal but if you would have sat <laughs> lord <laughs> be still and know be still and know <laughs> If we could stop trying to figure out the mind of God and just be mm. obedient to the word of God. Wow. Because a lot of things that we experience just don't make sense. But we want to figure it out. We're so right. analytical. We're so right. logical. We want to know how this works and how is this going to play out. Just be obedient. Just be obedient. That's and, a word. and mentors oh. should be instilling um, experience and integrity. Mm. And we're, we're seeing a lack of it in the church because of this sense of entitlement. We, we yeah. see these platforms and we see the media presence. Mm -hmm. um, and some of it is genuine. I'm yeah. not going to take that from any heart that is genuine, from any one that is real. But then you have some Mm. Who are just in for the glitz, the glamour, and the show. Right. <laughs> and you have to look at them and say, who taught you that? Who? who? Who taught you that this was what it was about? And then we set people up for failure because we placed a target on their backs by mm. having them walk in a title that they weren't prepared for. And a, and a warfare. And yeah. an adversary that they are not prepared for. And then they're like, where did this come from? Remember that elevation you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the assignments that um, I had for my, my ministers was they were to write their spiritual resume. You mm. have one when you're applying for a secular job. Wow. I need you to write out your spiritual resume. Mm. Don't leave anything out. Put all your, your certificates and all your teaching and, and all the roles you've played. Now tell me, are you prepared for the, the assignment that you're applying? Wow. <laughs> wow. We need that. And that needs to be instituted in the ministries across the country. <laughs> yeah. There's I no would... nepotism in the kingdom. Right. 
<laughs> None. God didn't give his son special treatment. <laughs> he hung on the cross. <laughs> yeah. He was born in the manger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I remember when I was at Potter's house and Bishop Carswell was like, okay, I need to know what do you do besides being a minister? What are you Absolutely. doing besides being an elder? He Absolutely. said, I need to know that you're involved in these ministries. And then he said, if you're not, you got by this time to be involved in the ministry or I'm taking your credentials. I've never seen some people get so involved. <laughs> well, I, I understand it because there's at one point I took all the licenses of my ministers, every last one of them for almost two years. Not one of them had a license. Hmm. It's not about a piece of paper. It's not. It's not. Ooh. It's <laughs> just not. <laughs> and that, and that's what I was thinking. I was just, we were I was talking to one of my friends and I was saying, like, remember when we was in, you know, Sunday school and and, and we had to present before people and mm -hmm. I don't want to if, if the King of Kings people, I got to preach tomorrow, but I don't want to <laughs> release any of my sermon. But I just remember when we as young people had no options. <laughs> we had no options. We had to sing in the choir. We had to usher. We had to be in the Christmas play, even though we couldn't act, sing. <laughs> yeah. So many options. And with the, the words you use early, entitlement. Right. Like, right. we ain't had no, I, I had to go to church. My dad was assistant superintendent. I had to get up early and help him set up. <laughs> there there are things, like like you said, your, your first question, who was your, your first mentor? Um, just watching my mom, like you said, mm. we went to church. We were in the choir. We were in the plays. We ushered. We we did it all. And oh. I raised my children the same way. My children could start a church if because everything that I know is right. in them to do so. Right. And we are we are the the products of of our parents. Mm. My, my mother, uh, she's a pastor at her church, Pastor Sandra Blaney. My my dad is a bishop, Bishop Sam Thompson. But I'm neither one of them. <laughs> but there are things that are innately in them mm -hmm. that I inherited. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Inherited. Mm -hmm. And so when people say you're just like your, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> you're seeing some traits, some but I'm traits. not just like right. them. Right. That's important. That's they so should important. be people should be able to know that I'm Sam's daughter or I'm San's daughter. <laughs> they should right. be able to know it because of how I was raised, mm. because of how I was trained, because of what they put in me or because of those things I was born with. Yes, yes, yes. Whew. And that, and I think um, Bishop, um, Bishop um, Carter was talking about how your parent is your first mentor. And he said, you have to watch what you do in front of those kids. Because they're wondering why they have bad disruptive behavior and they get it from you <laughs> or they're being disrespectful and they might get it from you. So you have to watch. And we don't realize mentor. what we're teaching them. Like we, we teach our, we teach our children to lie. Phone rings. <laughs> Mom is telling them, tell them I'm not here. <laughs> And you don't realize you're teaching them you're teaching to them lie. To lie. You, you teach them about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Lie. Please don't. Teach them how to live lies. Please don't get me started. That's how what we, we teach them. How we have done it. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, for the longest time, I love Santa Claus. <laughs> Until somebody was like, Santa Claus ain't even real. And this, I didn't even learn that in the church. I learned that in the world telling me. And Santa Claus ain't even real. And so there are times like when Sharice's kids be like, ain't no Santa Claus. Something in my, my childhood comes back like, yes, there is. 
we have to understand that when when we 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 perpetrate these mm. um, falsehoods, we perpetrate these lies. We can't be surprised when our children grow up looking like what we taught. Mm. And we can't be angry. You oh, I saw your angry. child. Well, I don't know where they got there from. Do do you not know? Mm. <laughs> you you don't you don't remember when? <laughs> wow. And when we when we do that in the kingdom, when we do that as mentors, mm. they're picking up things that we don't realize that every time we moan and every time we complain and every time yes. we, they don't realize, uh, we don't realize that those we are pouring into mm. is picking up that tainted anointing. My God. <laughs> we're, we're laying hands and we're imparting and it's tainted. tainted. It's infected. And so we bring up sickly children. Sheesh. Wow. <laughs> sickly children. Woo. Lord Jesus. Sickly children. Now, what we important to them? <laughs> Lord, today. <laughs> this yeah. is, oh God, just right there. I mean, and I just, I'm so grateful that I had a great example in my dad. Um, I've I never heard I never heard my dad utter one cuss word. <laughs> I've never I probably eavesdrop. I've never heard I never heard my parents arguing in front of me or out loud. All I know is I know there's day two, y'all ain't talking. <laughs> but they ain't never <laughs> they ain't and I'm just godly proud because Everybody don't have that example. <laughs> we and I, and I keep going back to what Bishop is like. We expose our kids to everything. We show yeah. them everything. Like there is nothing off limits. We up here watching TV shows and they shoot in and everything else. And then we wondering why our kids <laughs> that part of that are in game. <laughs> We want to bring them to the altar for the pastor to fix mm -hmm. after we Whoa. gave them the option of, of, of Christ. We made Christ an option in the uh, lives of our children. So you're, you're all in my, my business. <laughs> an <laughs> option. Like, and when? When did that happen? When did that happen? <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't have to go today. What? <laughs> now, where I was growing up, everything they, my mom and this, everything in this house is going to church, or they ain't gonna be here. You might not go to church, but you, you going somewhere? You ain't here. gonna be in my house. <laughs> and that's the same mindset with mentoring, because you don't have to go where you're supposed to go. Mm. But I'm not gonna let you stay here. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. You're not going to stay in this place and be comfortable when there's a place of purpose for you. So, purpose. so being a mentor is not about feelings, it's about mm -hmm. purpose. No. It doesn't matter if you like me today. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you're happy with me today. I'm saying, okay. You done? All right, yeah. now this is the next. This is the next assignment. This is what we're going to do next. Right. <laughs> it's not about feelings. Hmm. Feelings will get you slaughtered in the spirit realm. Wow. Because when the enemy comes after you, you can't tell him, "I don't feel like it today." <laughs> hmm. Oh my! God. You don't want to hear about your feelings. He doesn't you care that you're mad at him today. Mm-mm. He came to fight. <laughs> Right. So mentors train to fight on that level, whether yeah. it be in your career, whether it be in the church, whether it be in relationship. A mentor is training you to fight for who you're supposed to be and for the purpose that's been assigned to you. Mm. Guys, 
If you're tuning in, <laughs> this is Pastor Rosalia Aaron, one of my prophetic mentor, I call her. And everything she's talking is this truth. Because there have been times. Now, I don't like to bother her a lot because I know she's going to just tell me the truth. And I'm spoiled, y'all. I'm an only child. <laughs> and she's going to tell me the truth. She's going to be like, well. <laughs> what did God say? What about that? Now, you e she said, you either want to be great or you just want to be mediocre. <laughs> and she says it without any, <laughs> any, <laughs> and not a, not a stutter, not a, this is just what she said. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. But that's we a are, mentor. We are commanded not to cast our pearls before swine. So what a true mentor will not do is pour into vessels with holes in it. Mm. <laughs> there's too much intention. There's too much purpose. There, there's too much richness. You you came looking for me. Right. I didn't come searching you out. <laughs> so then you're telling the mentor that there's something in you that I need that I don't possess right now. What do I need to do to get it? Mm. Well, the first thing you need to do is submit, <laughs> obey, and wait on the Lord. Submit, obey, and wait. <laughs> That's your three points in the close. <laughs> submit, obey, and wait. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we don't like to submit? What is it about submission? It's like a bad word. We don't like it. In marriage, we don't like it in in friendships. We don't we just do not like the word submit. What is it about that word submit? It's again a, a, a point of entitlement. Mm. And the other part of it, we've not been truly taught what submission is. Submission is not slavery, submission mm. is coming under the mission of someone else. And it does not mean you don't have a mission. It does not mean you don't have vision. It means that God has placed you under someone else. And your, your assignment at that point is to follow the mission that you are under. Submit. Sub. <laughs> wow. It also means to yield. Mm. It means well to done. yield, to give the right away right. to someone Otherwise, you're going to cause an accident. Jesus. Too many accidents happening in the house of God because no one wants to yield. Yep. No one wants to yield. We have to give up the right to be right. <laughs> and we have to be okay with letting somebody else be wrong. Mm. Study to be quiet. <laughs> and come back, come by with the broom that we've mastered and sweep up the pieces. Yep. Not when mm -hmm. I told you so. We right. should have done it this way. Oh, oh, okay. Well, what do you think? How how about we pray and try try this mm -hmm. as an right. option? Yes. Or just be quiet. Just be quiet. Because God may be working a work in them. They don't need your answer Thanks. they need to hear from the lord mm. and even mm. though you may have the answer just like with being a prophet god may show you and tell you but it's not your job to just go declaring some stuff <laughs> sometimes god shows you some things because he wants you to see how he's going to play it out mm. i was just yes i was just saying that today Sometimes people, God will show something to you. And because of your lack of maturity, you'll be like, I saw this. And you know, and it's like, it might have been for you to pray. Absolutely. <laughs> pray first Absolutely. before you. You have a word for me? Yeah. Genesis to Revelation. Which one do you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> We, we, we spend too much time making up stuff, trying to people please. People please. Instead of God please. Mm. 
Is he pleased with your walk? Is he pleased with how you are exercising the gift that he gave you? Is he pleased with the interest you are bringing on the gift that he gave you? Is God pleased? Is God pleased? You are never going to make man happy. Never. <laughs> because we're emotional creatures and we're happy today and we're not happy tomorrow. Yep. Depends on how we feel. Depends on how, how early the sun came out. It depends on has absolutely nothing to do with your purpose nothing our purpose is to fulfill the will of the the one who sent us mm. the one who gifted us the one who and, and imparted into us and in doing so we honor those who are over us honor woo and that i was just in the zoom class um and the woman of god said honor is the kingdom currency <laughs> As is grace. Woof. <laughs> Honor will, and grace will take you to a place that money won't, even your anointing won't. Absolutely. And we don't have enough. I don't feel like we have enough honor in the house of God. Maybe I'm just, and I always say, maybe I'm just an old school, but we just don't have honor for people. Because like, honor, <laughs> honor is a form of submission. Honor mm. means you step back. So right. somebody else can go forward. Honor is submission. That's all it is. <laughs> Whether you think they deserve it or not. What? Whether you think they deserve it or not. Honor. It says, what did the Bible Honor thy mother and father. <laughs> that they that thy days may be long. It don't say if they write all the time. It don't say none of that. It say honor. And some of our greatest calamities, some of our greatest <laughs> disappointments are because we didn't honor. Yeah. It don't also say it don't say honor them if they live in right. <laughs> honor them. It's and it's convenient. Just, <laughs> right. Honor. That's all. If we if we could just honor correctly. <laughs> and it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't. Look. I know. Because sometimes our job is to, even though someone may be living crooked, our job is to cover the office. Mm. Woo. To show honor to the call. To the call. So that there's no, no smear on God's name. On God's name. Because too often we hear, I thought you were a Christian. So we expose people we should be covering. Uh, almost. I wish I had a bee ham and organ in here. <laughs> and it's not, it's not for the sake of that person as mm -hmm. it is for the sake of the God that we are magnifying. And that's what, mm, and we don't understand that. We want to expose, expose, expose. But then when somebody who's not saved is like, isn't that, Aren't you, like you said, aren't you Christian? But we over here exposing. <laughs> and had God put our lives up on the screen. On the playbacks. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to talk about something? Let's roll the tapes. Right, let's uh, roll the tapes. <laughs> remember this one? <laughs> but we get amnesia when amnesia. it comes to us, when it comes to our dirt. Right. Which, which even at our best is filthy rags. <laughs> yeah. At, at our best. And it's, and it's strange because one of the questions that God asks in the Bible is, where is my honor? Hmm. <laughs> honor him in becoming. Honor him. We honor him in being obedient. We honor him in submission. Because if you say you're his, Mm -hmm. And you represent him. You are a kingdom ambassador. Mm. And we go off acting like monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said, where is my honor? Where is my honor? They may be wrong and you may be right. But how you handled it, where is my honor? Mm -hmm. Where is my honor? And as mentors, we, we teach how to give God honor. How to give God honor. 
You give God honor and in, in fulfilling your call. You give God honor and becoming. You give God honor and how we submit. All of those are acts of honoring God. Jesus. And the job of a mentor is to ensure that those who we train do just that. Honor. I can't. I can't make you be a prophet. <laughs> but I can teach you how to honor him and becoming. Mm. Right. Whether We're you so like cool. it or not, whether you want to hear it or not, <laughs> whether you want to do it or not. Mm. My so job cool. is to release what he told me and then right. take my hands off of it. Take your hands off of it. Because we want to be specialists in the kingdom of God. <laughs> teach me how to teach me how to do this, Corey. You could you teach me how to preach better, but teach me how to honor better. <laughs> teach you how to live right. How about that? Live right. Teach how to be holy. How about that? Whew. Holiness is still right. <laughs> always right. It's always right. Always right. Lord. Whew. This has been amazing. And before we go, before we go, I just want you to some final thoughts and words on mentorship for someone out here. They might be struggling like, I don't, you know, what am I looking for a mentor? They might be struggling. Could you just give them some encouragement? Just give them some encouragement. <laughs> and I mentioned it before. You need to find someone who is invested mm. in you and in your purpose. You need to find someone who is not intimidated by your call, by your gift, by your anointing, who is not intimidated and truly desire you to be greater. You said, where is Elijah? <laughs> well, Elijah was preparing Elisha. And Elisha per performed twice as many miracles twice as his mentor did. <laughs> and his response to Elisha was, is if you see me, Mm. When I'm taken, then you can carry this mantle. The problem is we've not taught people how to see us. Mm. <laughs> Find you a mentor who's trying to teach you how to tap in, trying to teach you how to see. Mm. And then you can surpass. Wow. I'm not intimidated by anyone I mentor. Because mm. I'm not training my help. I'm training my replacements. Wow. Woo. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not training my help. <laughs> I'm training my replacement. Wow. <laughs> that, that. That's it right there. I'm not training my help. I'm training my replacement. Yeah. Lord, today, Pastor, prophetic mother, thank you for being on Creative Conversations. Thank you, I, sir. Woo, I bless you and honor you for everything that you've done for me. Lord, I was running, <laughs> trying to make a hundred. You can't outrun God. But I can't outrun God. And you out there, you can't outrun God. Now, you try to outrun them, it's going to be some... Some scars you're going to get. <laughs> you're just going to be tired. You're just going to be tired. Be tired. So why not? Just what we said today. Submit. Submit and become. Submit and become. <laughs> I want to thank you again. I hope. I know you were blessed. I know you were blessed. I know you were blessed. That's why I brought these mentors on. These are people that have just shaped my life. And I just thank you. Thank you again, Pastor. Thank you, sir. <laughs> for joining us. And thank you, guys. Join us next week. Same topic. And I just want to thank you guys for having a creative conversation with us. Y'all be blessed. You be blessed, prophetic mother. Love you. Yes, Always. Love you. <laughs>